Hey guys, welcome to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. We've got a lot of ground to cover this week. A lot, a lot. And it's going to be hard to not just turn this whole episode into Game of Thrones because we literally just watched season episode two and so it's fresh. Yeah. Usually we give it a day to process, Mm -hmm. but no, we can't. So we'll save that for the end though. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also still have three things to talk about as well. Mm-hmm. Besides that, three fun things too. Yeah, they were all great. Um, speaking of great, one of them was titled "Someone Great," <laughs> which is a bad title. I feel like yeah, it like doesn't mean anything. No, um, it's a show and a movie on Netflix. Um, we also watched Beyonce's Homecoming, and we watched Special. On Netflix. So, three Netflix originals. There's our tie-in this week. (laughs) It always happens. Uh, Because other than that, they don't really tie into each other. (laughs) No. (laughs) Had to think it over. I was doing some quick analyzing. (laughs) Um, But first, we will... Oh, top threes. Mm -hmm. Last week, we did it last, so I forgot that that's what usually goes first. Yeah. Breaking tradition one week really threw us off. Yeah. Um, but because of Beyonce's homecoming, um, we thought it would be fun to talk about our favorite, um, concert films, concert docu-series, documentary shows. Yeah. All, all, uh, titles are correct, I think. hmm I feel like there's not as many to choose from, but there's still a hierarchy. Yeah. Cause I feel like it's funny cause, um, I feel like. You've probably seen more total, but I was still able to, I still had to like narrow mine down. Oh, good. And I had like clear favorites. So, okay. I'm excited to talk about it. Well, what was your number three? Okay. My number three came out last year and it's the Flight of the Concords Live in London special mm. on HBO. Um, I've always loved Flight of the Concords. They're so funny. And, but it's also funny because, um, in the TV show, it's easy to forget that they actually are really talented musicians, too. Mm-hmm. And so in the live show, they're really great musicians and live performers, but it's also, like, you're watching a comedy special, too. So it's just really fun. I love that. Yeah. One time a boy in college made me watch Flight of the Concords. So I have a weird taste in my mouth because of the environment around it. I think I should go back and watch, though, on my own, because I think I would really like it. It's very, um, yeah, that's unfortunate. I know. It's funny how the environment you see something can totally change everything. Oh, seriously. But, yeah, I think you would like it now, especially because you like, um, like, Taika's sense of humor and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, highly recommend. Okay, well, I wasn't expecting that one, so good answer. Thank you. Can I just say that this is going to be like our ASMR episode? <laughs> We're recording very late at night and trying to be respectful of other people that live in this home. <laughs> and so I feel like these are kind of like our sexy podcast voices. Yeah, I'm actually kind of into it. <laughs> I think we sound really professional. Yeah, we should do this every time. I'm down. Tell us what you think. <laughs> um. Okay, for my number three... We're going to go with Taylor Swift's Reputation Stadium Tour. 
I know it's just nostalgia for me and like it was a perfect day in my memory so like reliving it and having the ability to relive it all mm-hmm. at the like just by a click of a button is really special and unique. Yeah, cuz most of the time these are fun because I didn't get to go to the show. Exactly. So And, like, I wish there was more, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, but they do give that a little bit in the credits. Yeah, that's true. Um, But I just thought the filming was, like, really good, and I loved being able to see the dancers and, like, things I couldn't pay attention to while um, it was happening. Exactly. Well, because with a show that, on such a huge scale, there's only... We only see one side from our seats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was just, like, very caught up in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just love having that. Um, and, obviously, I just love Taylor Swift, and she's fresh on my mind this week as well, because she's dropping a single. Or something. Something. So, TBD. anyway. And I just love that she did that. It just shows she cares. <laughs> it really, really does. <sighs> and she um, specifically cares about you, Taylor, because you're one of her Tumblr fans. Yeah, it's and true. She her number one fans are her Tumblr fans. That is true. I have I only get on Tumblr around <laughs> Taylor Swift's album cycles because I'm trying to get her to invite me to a secret album listening party at one of her houses. Cause she does that. Yeah. So wish me luck. I um I mean do you get like a plus one? <laughs> I mean, I hope chosen. so. You probably need a parent or guardian. You can be my guardian. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. My original, I made a weird face while Taylor was saying that <laughs> because my original number two was also Taylor Swift Reputation, oh. but I remember that I also love Taylor Swift Journey to Fearless. Mm, yeah. From like, what, 2009? It, I'm going to admit something. I don't know if I've seen it. Oh. it well, Is it used to be on Netflix, it? but it, they took it off. We'll have to do some research because that could be something that's really cheap on Amazon. That's true. Because it's really fun and it's like probably equal parts live performances and behind the scenes interview mm, stuff. Love that. So it's really more um, like on kind of the scale of like um, a live concert film versus documentary it's more on the documentary side Mm -hmm. which is really fun um but yeah it's really fun fearless is just like so iconic and it's like super super old school taylor um and yeah so that's that's my official number two wow i love that i'm proud of us for both saying taylor (laughs) i am too um okay my number two is one directions this is us It came out at, like, my prime, like, height of, like, One Direction fandom, and I was just, like, grasping at straws for any behind-the-scenes of Harry. And I'm pretty sure it even gives us a scene of Harry, like, in his underwear. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it was pretty great. And I just, I loved seeing all of them, like, hanging out and having fun and goofing off, and... Yeah, I just remember being in the theater with my friends, and there were, like, probably four other people in the theater. (laughs) And we were just, like, standing up and singing and dancing. And 
Yeah, it was just really good. And I had purchased like a dollar movie, um, like one of those documentaries that is not authorized, you know, from Walmart. Oh, yeah, like fan yeah, yeah. things. And um, so after watching that, it was just really good. <laughs> <laughs> that was really wise to watch that one first. Thank you. Well, my confession now to you is that I never saw that. <sighs> wow. You need to have a night of watching. Yeah, that's like actually a great idea. I saw that it was on Hulu or something recently. I feel like I did see someone post about it. Sounds familiar. Yeah, so we should watch it. Yeah. Okay, okay. my number one. I have a feeling of what it is, so I'm excited to see if I'm right. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you know what it is, because it's mm-hmm. actually one of my all-time favorite documentaries. Yes. <laughs> it's Katy Perry, Part of Me. I knew it. Honestly, it's so perfect combo of a great documentary a great because it has like a really linear story within it it's not only about her like journey to become famous no it like covers her whole russell brand story which is like really interesting and crazy that that happened while they were filming it seriously um i had always wanted to see it when it was in theaters but i just never really did i won I never did, period. <laughs> and I, I, I was on a plane, and it was on the I plane. I was literally going to say, I feel like everyone watched this movie on an airplane. It's it's like the perfect thing that when you see it on, you're like, oh, I never saw that. I mm-hmm. want to not pay for it. Um, I was sobbing on the airplane. The I just had no idea going in that it would talk about the deterioration of her marriage Mm -hmm. and then just the how she has a show that night like the night they basically decide to get divorced Mm -hmm. and she's singing the one that got away to brazil and i don't know how she's not even like i guess you just as a performer have to be so removed and just like kind of playing a character Mm -hmm. um and just when they all start yelling like te amo katie perry and she just is like so moved and it's just it is something else yeah the timing couldn't have been better slash worse seriously like it made for i mean i hope that she has no regrets because it made for one hell of a documentary yeah it's yeah and i honestly wish i if it's not streaming somewhere right now i should like buy it on that one on amazon too because i just it's also so fun with all those great songs that it's just well, like it's her prime. Seriously. Cause they talk about in the documentary too, isn't that the album where she like beats the record for most number ones that or there's I know there's a lot of different records being broken all the time. Like Ariana it's just so broke confusing. a lot of records. Yeah. But I know that Katy Perry also broke some records with um Teenage Dream. Mm-hmm. And like well deserved. I agree. So yeah, if you have not seen that, highly, highly recommend. It's an, it's amazing. <laughs> I agree. I saw it in theaters, and then I also watched it on an airplane, and I made other people watch it on an airplane, too. Yeah, when I came back from that trip, I made everyone, we like red boxed it, and I was like, everyone has to watch this, and people would be like, I don't really care about Katy Perry, and I'd be like, yeah, you don't have to. No. It's so, so, so good. <laughs> yeah, I think that I was actually pretty anti-Katy Perry until seeing that i can't remember i think i appreciated her music but yeah seeing that really changed my perspective totally well she was always just like she leaned into the obnoxious Mm -hmm. which like that's fine but it wasn't really for me 
Especially because it was all, like, appealing to dudes. Mm-hmm. And it was all um, pre-social media. So, yeah. like, you were, right, like, back then, we were, like, we don't know how she actually is, like, behind closed doors or when there's not a camera in front of her. Which I guess there was still a camera in front of her, but, like, but like putting on a show. Exactly. And it was, yeah. Because then this documentary, like, she is just running around, no makeup, like her wig wrap thing on she doesn't look good mm-hmm. and she just doesn't care and she's really fun and i was like mm-hmm. oh okay yeah she's cool so yeah that is definitely my number one great love it um do you feel like you know what my number one is i'm like 100 percent positive <laughs> i know what yours one number one is my number one is justin bieber's never say never it I think that holds the record in my book for um, the movie I've seen the most times in the theater. (laughs) (laughs) I remember basically making every single person I know go with me. I saw it in regular theaters. I I saw it in dollar theaters. I bought it on DVD as soon as it was available and have watched it many and many a times. And there are parts I even have, like, memorized that I will say things in my head, but I would never say them out loud because no one would understand where I was from. You know? Yeah. Oh, I have, a, I have like, several inside jokes with myself. Okay, great. I'm glad I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, heartbreaking and good and also just as prime. And I love all of, like, the celebrities that, like, backstage. Like, there's a part where <laughs> Jaden Smith is talking about his parents, like, are being controlling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love it. And it's an I hope moment. Justin's doing all right. I'm glad he gave it gave that to us. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, it seems like lately he's doing better. Like, he's a little more self-aware. Yeah, he's self-aware, but I don't think mentally he's doing that great. Yeah. It's sad. I know. Touring sounds like it's just the worst. And yeah. being that young, I can't even imagine. I Yeah. It would be really interesting to do, like, a straight-up study of child stars. Mm-hmm. Like, there genuinely are some. I mean, obviously... It might just be that they have really great PR because they, like, seem so um, stable. Mm-hmm. But, like, there do uh, seem to be some that, like, are totally fine and grounded. Yeah. But, like, are there... I mean, an obvi- there's, like, obvious things that people can do, like having their parents say no to them mm-hmm. and not just give them everything they want and stuff like that. But, like, what are other like all the factors you know yeah that can help these kids you should make a documentary maybe i will i also feel like i before we move on i have to admit that i do i did cry in it and i do cry while watching it (laughs) how recently have you watched it um you know it's actually it's been probably a couple years um well i've never seen it and forgot yeah I know I have confessed that to you before, and I know it's hard for you to hear it again. It really is. But we really should have, like, a marathon night. Yeah, apparently we have to. Yeah. I'll find Journey to Fearless. 
We talk about watching a lot of things and we haven't watched anything. <laughs> it's like, it's one of those things where we're like, yeah, one, uh, some week when we have all this time, but then we have more things exist. to watch. <laughs> well, we should have an episode where we watch all the things we said we would watch. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Brainstorming on air. Um, it's so fun to have you guys just on this path with us. <laughs> um, okay, well, we only have like three pieces of news that we'll briefly run over. Um, the first one, Sterling K. Brown, is going to be on the next season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Did you read what his character is going to be? No, I don't know if they said. Okay. I didn't read anything. And you should have actually talked about that because you sent it to me. It's like a fun little switcheroo. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where I'm like, of course, they just get another amazing person to be in this season. So I'm going to have to keep watching. Yep. It'll be interesting because um, remember in the first season, I'm, it'll be interesting because in that time period, this will be like one of the first people of color in the show. And so, yeah, like, how had will they the people that work at the store, like at like at the makeup counter and stuff? Yeah. But with such a big name, like he'll hopefully have a bigger role. And in the first season, she has that whole thing where she's at that um, like women's rally, mm-hmm. and um, so I wonder if they'll have her get involved in more like there'll be like kind of a human rights, civil rights mm. aspect to the show. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be interesting. interesting. I'm sure that Midge will swoop in and like solve racism or something <laughs> but also imagine sterling k brown just being like an extra <laughs> that would be so offensive he'd probably still win an emmy for it and he would deserve it also i'm really excited to see him in those period clothes yeah me too that'll be good maybe give him some like glasses <laughs> so yeah i'm excited for that Sort of. <laughs> no, I am excited. It'll be good. It'll be really... I think it'll be great. Good addition to the show. He's great and everything. Yeah. Um. Did you have one you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Um. So they announced this week that Insecure is not coming back until 2020. So far away. Yeah, it's really sad news. It's like, now that Game of Thrones is ending, they have to like delay other shows by a really long time. Yeah, apparently. seasons or something. But makes a lot of sense. Um, and then lastly, which will tie into our next topic anyway, is that Beyonce apparently has a deal with Netflix that she's going to come out with three different things. So we've only received one. So there's two more things to come. I don't know what those things entail, but there's two more of them. (laughs) It's like, I know, I feel like Beyonce in her past used to act. So will she like, give herself another opportunity to act? Did you ever see Dreamgirls? Yes, I did. I watched it like five times while I was on a cruise because that was one of the only things I was playing. (laughs) She's really good in that. Yeah, she was really good. Also, I mean, like, no one's set any kind of timeline on that, have they? Not that I've read, but I haven't read a lot. I haven't either. I don't have time for reading anymore. (laughs) But, okay, Homecoming. Um, I was hesitant. No, I wasn't hesitant. So I watched Beyonce at Coachella last year on YouTube, like streaming when it was happening. I stayed up till like two in the morning watching it. So I had already seen the performance and I was a little hesitant because I wanted other people to enjoy it and see it. Um, 
because like basically it was just taken offline and you couldn't even find like illegal videos of it either. And so I was worried that it wasn't going to be enough of the performance and mostly like the making of, but then it was actually the opposite and it was all of the performance and probably only like 20 minutes of behind the scenes stuff. And then I was like a little disappointed. (laughs) I don't know what I wanted from it. Your expectations are all over the place. Apparently. I mean, I guess no one, nothing and no one can ever please me. Lesson learned. But from your fresh eyes, how did you feel about it? Um, All I had seen from Coachella before was, like, obviously various clips. Mm -hmm. Never enough of that continuous flow between each, like, (laughs) if we get abducted... I need my software to be updated. <laughs> um, like, just the transitions between sets and songs and costumes and just everything. Um, and so seeing that final product was incredible. Yeah. It was... I had, like, constant energy the whole time. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten just how perfect it was. And so it was a really great reminder because it really was perfect. It Oh my gosh. And so um, I also thought it was really cool how they don't start with the behind the scenes stuff. They start showing you the perfection of the production. Mm -hmm. And then they show just how hard she had to work to get there Mm -hmm. after having the twins and stuff. And so that was pretty wild seeing like, yeah, she makes this look easy. It's not easy, even for Beyonce. Like she has to work so hard. And, like, even harder than she ever had to do. So mm-hmm. it was really... I liked that contrast. Yeah, that's true. I did, too. But I agree that it would have been... Um, it's almost like I want a whole separate behind-the-scenes Yeah, there should have been two parts. The concert and then behind-the-scenes. Yeah. Because I'm... I guess if I had to choose, I would still choose how they did it. Mm-hmm. Because I would have felt sad to not see the entire performance. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah. But it... I guess it's a good thing. It left me wanting more of that behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, I feel like my mouth is just hanging open the whole performance Mm -hmm. because it was amazing. Like, like, (laughs) like a feat of humans, like what a human is capable of. It was almost like, like the only, now that I'm saying that, I can only compare it to like Olympic athletes. Yeah. Of, like the peak of human performance. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And like when she's singing these songs, because I said this when we were watching it, um, like she's singing these songs that we know by heart, and so you know she's singing live mm-hmm. because you have it memorized, like every riff, and so you notice every change, and it was all perfect. Yep. Like some songs even were better singing them live. Yeah, which is why I'm happy that she released the Homecoming live album on Spotify and other places that you may listen to music. (laughs) Because I have been thinking about the Say My Name performance with Destiny's Child for a full year now, and now I can just listen to it whenever I want. But yeah, it's lived up to the hype. It was amazing. I recommend it to everyone. Mm -hmm. Anyone who, even if you 
like somehow aren't a Beyonce fan per se, if you have any appreciation for like a live music performance, watch it. Yes. Um, Also, just a thing of note, I saw someone on Instagram, they were like, I'm so confused. How come, how can they keep changing the colors of their clothes? Like what, (laughs) what's going on? How are they changing their clothes so fast? And so if you're one of those people, it's because they recorded it. She performed it twice. And so it's footage from both nights. Mm -hmm. There's two Coachella weekends. And it doesn't really explain that. So I I get people being a little confused. Totally. It is funny because that is another seamless part of it. Yeah, it's weird. The way that they, like... (laughs) My only editing experiences with this podcast, <laughs> and imagine if you were able to just seamlessly take, like, one recording and another recording and, like, make them perfect. Yeah. Like, it's crazy that they were able to, like, do the same thing both times Yeah, like for it that, to, like, flow so seamlessly. Like, the editor deserves an Emmy. Yeah. Because this is going to be up for Emmys. True. So, yeah. yeah. Watch it. She is the queen, and if you don't agree, watch it, and then you will. Because she wasn't just handed it. No. Also, Nick Kroll on Instagram has been posting. Do you follow him? No. (laughs) He's like, okay, guys, I'm going to say something pretty controversial. And I know that I'll probably, like, get some um, negative comments regarding this, but I just have to say it. Beyonce works very hard and she is very good (laughs) and then it's just been like this big back and forth and he just like keeps talking like the next day he was like thank you so much for all being so positive towards me and my (laughs) moment of weakness and admitting something so personal anyway it's pretty funny that's funny especially because since i feel like um he can kind of be a dick Mm mm-hmm I was worried that he was going to be like, I don't get it. I don't get Beyonce. Oh, no. So that is hilarious. Well, and then he's also been going back and forth with um, Natasha Leone. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Which is another fun thing. Yeah. Is that like a couple that I kind of ship <laughs> I think she, she's with Fred Armisen, oh, yeah, but I think I would rather her be with Nick Kroll. For sure. Hmm. So if you want to see that, go to Instagram. Yeah, I'm I mean, it'll be gone by the time you all are <laughs> listening to this, but Jordan still has time. Oh, I'm so excited. A nice bedtime lullaby for me. Totally. Um, okay, so next um, we watch the new Netflix original series, Special. This is, I mean, I don't know, I don't want to keep saying the word special all over again, <laughs> but it is a pretty special and unique series in a lot of ways. For starters, so a summary of the show is that the protagonist is Ryan, who is gay, but he also is disabled. He has cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. And people are saying this is the first um, show, definitely first show to have a gay disabled lead. Maybe a disabled lead in general. In general. Um, And also it's very unique because it's only 15 minute long episodes, Mm -hmm. which actually to me showed really how unnecessarily long so many shows are because they really you think pack we've it been in. loving 30 minute episodes now we're gonna 
hate 30 minute episodes and we only want to watch things that are 15. I mean, imagine <laughs> watching an entire season in two hours. Yeah. It was amazing. It's a dream. And it was able to tell like a full long story. Yeah. And it didn't ever feel rushed no. to me. If anything, some of the episodes I was like, wow, I can't believe this is only 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was excited to watch this because I found out as I was watching it that um, Ryan, the, so the lead character, Ryan, is played by Ryan O'Connell, who's not only the lead actor, but he's the creator. He wrote every single episode without a writer's room. It's literally only him. It's crazy. And it's his own personal story. Yeah, it's like his autobiography. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew that name because it turns out um, in college, I would always read articles on Thought Catalog, which is funny because he spoofs Thought Catalog with this website called Egg Woke, <laughs> where he works <laughs> in the show. But his articles were always the best ones. Like, he was kind of the, like, star of the website. And his articles were really insightful and really hilarious. And also, like, and even in the show, you can tell he has a gift for emerging, like, comedy and emotional mm-hmm. things. Um, but it's funny because even though I read a lot, like, so many of his articles and was a fan, I never knew he was disabled. Which is interesting because he, in the show, um, he has a really hard time. Kind of like, like, he's openly gay, but he... Part of the plot is that he has a hard time kind of coming out as a disabled person. Mm -hmm. And that happened to him in real life as well. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, I really liked it. And um, I think it's the kind of show that we'd be drawn to anyway because, like, it's aesthetically really good. Well, I just kept thinking that it was shrill, but the lead is a disabled gay guy. That is spot on exactly it. So if you like Shrill, you will like Special. Yeah. And all the cast members are really good. Yeah. I loved all of them. The only other person I recognized was his mom. Who I was played... going to bring her up. Yeah. So um, her name's Jessica Hesht. And she, I recognize her from Friends because she plays Ross's ex's gr- uh, girlfriend mm-hmm. when his ex comes out as a lesbian. Yeah, Susan Bunch. And she was great in this. And she's also in Dan in real life. Oh, that's right. She's like one of the other like sisters or sisters in law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, she was really good. Um, I really liked his friend. Mm-hmm. And the boss was funny too. Because yeah. I felt like usually a, a character like that is like almost too over the top to make me laugh. Mm-hmm. But she did a really good job. And it was like clear that she was supposed to be over the top. Like, yeah. That it was satire. It was it was really funny. Yeah, so if you have two hours to kill, watch it all. Yeah, I really loved it. Special is special. Yeah. And I hope to see another season of it. Yeah, I do too. I did read something where he said that for if they get a second season, he wants to do 30 minutes. Okay. And I was like, I we guess I'll allow that. it. But I kind of like that gimmick. Yeah. Because I've never really had it. Okay. Lastly, we watched Someone Great. It's funny because now that you say that title, it's I think the title's so forgettable. It like really I straight is. up don't even remember it. I honestly, when every time I've been saying it, I'm like, is that what that's called? It just rolls off the tongue. It's so because if I were just gonna guess, well, I would think it was a movie great? all about her like 
online dating, like going on a ton of dates or something. Mm -hmm. Which luckily it wasn't. I think it was a more compelling story than that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so basically um, the lead is Gina Rodriguez, a.k.a. Jane the Virgin. And um, she is in, she has been in a really long relationship with Lakeith Stanfield, (laughs) which is so funny because he is like so much more known for like really offbeat characters and he's kind of he's like normal guy in this yeah he's just like an average boyfriend yeah and um so they're in a long-term relationship but then um when she gets a new job in san francisco he breaks up with her because he doesn't want to do long distance Mm -hmm. and obviously she's heartbroken and so uh right before she moves she decides um to kind of like rally her two best friends who are played by Brittany Snow and Dewanda Jackson. And they're just like going to have like a super crazy like last night before she goes. And that's and so like it's kind of following them as um, Gina's character is trying to come to terms with her breakup. And um, her friends have other things going on. Like they're all kind of they're all. They all keep talking about how they're almost 30, <laughs> which is funny because they're all older than 30. But, um, like, they're all trying to come to terms with, like, emotional immaturity versus, like, and, like, kind of arguing with each other. But they're there for each other and, like, are a really solid group of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think me and Jordan had different opinions about this show a little bit. I think I liked it a lot more than Jordan did. I just kind of felt lukewarm about it. Um, I liked it a ton more than The Perfect Date that we well, watched last week. And that's why I think I liked it so much because I was like comparing the two. There was just so much more going on in this than The Perfect Date. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. So I didn't like it as much as Taylor did. I think the the. I just wasn't really that compelled by the plot, but I will say that I really liked the characters. Yeah. Well, I, I thought that um, Gina Rodriguez and Lakeith had really great chemistry. Yeah, I agree with I that. I was, like, actually pretty shocked. And um, I really loved them. And um, I also thought that her friends were really good. And um, I also thought the idea behind... It was just, like, one movie, one day, basically. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting to follow someone the whole day after a breakup with someone of nine years. Like, that is a very interesting thing to me that I don't really feel like I've totally seen. And something I also appreciated was, like, almost everything she did, she would have, like, a flashback to, like, a memory of something that they did. And... I felt like that was really relatable as, like, when you break up with someone, like, it's really hard because everything reminds you of them. And so you, like, every memory will just pop in your head, even when you're, like, at the grocery store getting something type Mm -hmm. of thing. And so I kind of loved that it showed that. Yeah, it's just hard because I just didn't really end up having that strong of an opinion about it, I guess. Yeah. But... Um, I would still recommend it because it was, I don't think it was, like, time wasted at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking up um, DeWanda Jackson, mm-hmm. who plays their friend Aaron, and 
she was in that show that Spike Lee did for Netflix. She's got to have it. Mm. And it made me want to watch that because I really liked her in this movie. Okay. Yeah, I did too. Um, and yeah, I think that um, the things I did like about it that were memorable to me were all things to do with the friends. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, um, a big part of the plot line was drugs. Like it was like a lot and mm-hmm. so I think that was interesting. And if you don't do drugs, I can see, well, yeah, it's not as relatable. Um, also, there's a part where RuPaul is there. And I was pretty confused. As I to, completely like, forgot that he was in it. That whole part. RuPaul gave very terrible dating advice because he was like, go get your man back. And it's like, no, he broke up with her. Like, she needs to live with that and, like, move on. Yeah. Like, don't go try to get someone back that broke up with you. No. Especially when you broke up for legitimate reasons. Yeah. So, anyway, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, that is really funny. I totally forgot RuPaul was even in it. Yeah, I it think was kind of random. It's funny that you're talking, that earlier you were talking about, like, the circumstances will have so much to do with how you take it in a movie because mm-hmm. I was what I started it kind of late at night and then I only started it and then I finished it like the next day mm-hmm. and obviously that will take I don't really like doing that I like just watching things in all one sitting mm-hmm. and so I'm sure that that had an effect on me watching yeah. it too and also you haven't watched Jane the Virgin so you don't have as strong of a tie to Gina Rodriguez maybe yeah that's true and I mean granted I feel like to even, like, to know her is to love her, mm-hmm. in a way. But you're right that I don't have, like, all that deeper context. Yeah. So that's um, true. But I think we can both agree on the fact that the um, the music was so good. It was perfect. Yeah. It was it like was they looked a, at our playlists. Literally, well, literally in my notes, I have a note that's literally, <laughs> literally, literally, literally... <laughs> A Lizzo song was playing, and then they switched the song, and it turns to, like, a Vampire Weekend song. And it was just so funny, because right now I have a playlist of concerts I'm going to that I've been listening to, and it has Lizzo and Vampire Weekend. So I, like, related really hardcore to that scene. It really was, like, they looked at all the tickets we have purchased. Yeah, because then Lord was in there, too. Well, that's that was what I was just going to say. Yeah. I was looking at my notes, and basically the only note I have is that the supercut by Lord playing in the opening credits was making me cry. It was perfect. So, and also, um, the club they went to looked amazing. Yeah, it was like, kind of like they turned the, the Tokyo Robot Restaurant into like a subdued club in like a cool place. Yeah, <laughs> but like when they go in the hallway, it's yeah. like the hallway at Robot Restaurant, mm-hmm. kind of with like just surrounded by lights, but like different colors everywhere and stuff. So that was fun. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely. Definitely didn't like it as much as Taylor overall, but I would still recommend it to people. Yeah, it was a fun, fun time. Yeah, and it's also just, like, a really good representation of three good friends. Like, they're real with each other, and they're supportive even when they're still open about thinking that someone's making a bad decision, which Mm -hmm. I like. And even there was a scene where I was like, oh, here we go. It's, like, the fight scene. Mm -hmm. But it was funny because, like, they are arguing and then they're like, but I'm not mad at you. <laughs> like, they kind of, like, immediately forgive each other. It wasn't, like, um, at least in the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah. I feel like they were able to 
um, confront each other in like an adult way that I related to. Um, or like you love someone, but you have to talk about something that's hard. And like, it started off a little bit heated, but yeah, they were able to talk it out. So yeah, I thought it was a fun, good time. I want to do like a ranking of all the Netflix original movies I've watched. Um, and see, just like compare them all to each other. Yeah. Because there's kind of a wide spectrum of quality. Yeah, I agree. And there's so many that are there that we haven't even touched. Seriously. Um, my last note is that they mentioned Netflix again in the show. Yes. What did they say again? She said, I want, I kind of want to just be at home watching that new, um, murder documentary on Netflix. And they were like, oh my gosh, yes, you have to watch it, but you also have to read all these articles about it because there's way more on the, in the articles than they have in the show. <laughs> Which is an interesting thing, I feel like, to point out. Yeah. But it didn't mention a specific show, it just said on Netflix. It's so, it is really so funny. Like, are we being brainwashed? I mean, it feels like it a little bit, <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, all in good fun. Um, so yeah, all three, basically... Three for three recommendations this week. Yeah. Okay. Take us to our favorite corner. Queen's Landing. People, if you're not caught up on Game of Thrones or you don't watch it, it's time to... And now your watch has ended. Yes. It's time to take a little journey to Queen's Landing. I feel like I have to sing that every time now. Yeah, I think you do. We saw this video on Instagram where someone was playing the theme song on like a cat piano, and it was so funny. <laughs> it was really meow, good. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> so now I think about that every time. Um. Okay, so we just watched season eight, episode two tonight. Did you see that the the title of the episode? Oh no! What is it? A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Bring oh. in my god yeah do you have goosebumps this episode oh my gosh it was heavy it was heavy because it gave us everything we've ever wanted and which makes us think that they're just going to kill everyone the next episode seriously that's the thing i I feel like that's what i've seen on twitter tonight too it's like when they're this nice to us this one episode literally Hour, it's supposed to be hours before the the battle against the Night King and the White Walkers. It's like, what are they going to take away? I Let's talk about who we think is most at risk after this episode, based on like the emotional heft of their scenes. Brienne. Brienne, probably Podrick. Because another thing we noticed, even before this episode aired, was the actor who played Podrick and uh, Gwendolyn Christie, who played... I don't remember that guy's name. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um... Gwendolyn Christie plays Brienne, both posted these heartfelt, beautiful tributes to each other on their social media. And like, what are you trying to do to us? Yeah, it made us think that they one of them was going to die in this episode. So they yeah. didn't. But it's still a little weird. Maybe they did it because, and I'm sure, I still feel like they're both in trouble. Yeah. But maybe they also did it because these were both... Um, like, this was a big Brienne episode, like, a showcase for the actress. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were, like, he was kind of, like, oh, like, she's amazing, yeah. too. 
And then, I mean, he had his debut as a singer. <laughs> True. So for the next week, I'm going to maybe try and grasp at that, but I'm. it's not looking good. No. And from the get-go, because they we everyone loves them so much, they're they've always been at risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also wondering. Okay, so obviously a huge part of the episode is that Arya and Gendry got it on. They smashed. It was steamy as hell. <laughs> Arya just bossing, <laughs> and also I just we we were just saying before we started recording, Taylor was like. Loved that it was still so Arya. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't, like, kind of turn into this, like, flirty vixen. No. She was matter-of-fact, straightforward, and I also like that she wasn't embarrassed at all that she was a virgin. Totally. She just was like, well, I want to know what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, waving my arms around in the air, like, screaming. I could not believe that they gave us that. It was crazy. I was kind of screaming, but also half, like, too internalized to even, like, emote. I was just like, I can't believe this is actually happening. Mm -hmm. It was steamy. Um, Also, one of my other favorite parts was Tormund. (laughs) (laughs) He had a really great scene, and he was so funny it was hysterical i think it was i want to make a list of like the top 10 just straight up funniest parts Mm -hmm. that's on there for sure for sure it's so funny but also oh no i was gonna change it so if you want to say something in case in case you need a reminder it was when he talks about (laughs) how he killed a giant when he was 10 And then after he killed the giant, he got into bed with the giant's wife, who then <laughs> thought he was a baby and breastfed him. And that's <laughs> why he's so big now and strong. <laughs> also, what was his last name? I guess maybe wildlings don't have last names because he was like, my last name's Giant Spain. Want to know why? <laughs> <laughs> that was... Honestly, I, was, I think I liked that even as much as Arya and Gendry. Yeah. Well, I was worried about a love triangle between Brienne, Jamie, and Tormund. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw it happening, I was like, oh, no, no. But if that's how it has to happen, then I'm fine with it because it was perfect. It was amazing. And everyone's reactions to him saying that mm-hmm. it was so funny. Um, I cried. I think I cried three times, but now I'm, I can't remember the third time I cried. I cried when Danny and Sansa were talking at first because I was like, oh, this is so special. I love these two women coming together. It changed. <laughs> um, and then I also cried when Brienne was getting knighted. That was one of the most tear-jerking parts of the show, the it series. so beautiful. And she's not one who's going to, like, before it happens, she's like, oh, like, I can never, never be a knight. I never that. But, like, she did. And, like, her little goofy smile, cry at the end. I have goosebumps oh. right now. One other brief question about that. Mm-hmm. So when she was King's Guard for Renly Baratheon, mm-hmm. so, th- but, like, you can, oh, Never mind. I think I just answered my own question because I was kind of like she was like that was as close as she could get to being a knight mm-hmm. as she as a woman could, right? Oh, sure. Because even at the time, I was thinking about this when I was rewatching it, because um, Loras was all 
mad because he was like, why is she on the King's Guard? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But so it's like her. Yeah. So never mind. I answered my question because she wasn't officially knighted. She just was appointed to King's Guard. She wasn't both. Yeah. So, okay. Glad you glad we talked that out. <laughs> <laughs> What was the th- was the third part when Theon? Oh yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, Theon and Sansa's reunion. I it's actually kind of impressive because to me, um, I Theon, it's kind of like he's done so many horrible things. I'm kind of viewing him as like a character I'm willing to sacrifice this season mm-hmm. because I'm sure that his I'm my prediction is that well and he's also thinking he's a character willing to sacrifice yeah like that's kind of just part of his character that's mm-hmm. like his the one way he hopes to find redemption I'm yeah. sure he's not looking for power no um so I'm impressed that at the times when they can still make me feel emotion about him yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. so that was pretty special well he's gone through a lot yeah. Even though he was power hungry, he was also, they were both abused by the same man, him and Sansa. Yeah. But then remember when he told Ramsay about the candle in the window? Yeah, but he was, he was, he couldn't help it. He was I know. It's just, I just, abused. um, it's just in the scheme of how emotionally attached I am to different characters. He's yeah, not like high true. up on my list, but. I'm not like defending him or anything. I'm not a Theon <laughs> defender. <laughs> what if you were like. Uh, someone's like who's your favorite character (laughs) theon (laughs) because i mean also let's be real i oh i do want redemption for theon especially now that he's kind of on the up and up of like Mm -hmm. bravery and stuff but yara is the gray joy that yeah i most love you know yeah but um yeah those are three major major tender parts Mm -hmm. um also something i've been thinking about but i was like um Arya, I'm just so excited to see that weapon. Mm-hmm. Like, what does she have planned for that? I'm stoked. And I'm excited for everyone who hasn't actually seen her fight to see her fight. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm excited to see whose face she's going to put on to do some serious murdering. Seriously. Um, another thing we're worried about is that all the children... It, down in the crypt are going to die. They yep. made a big deal about it. Yeah, the more times that they talk about that the safest place is the crypt, I'll be down in the crypt with the, where it's safe and blah blah blah. And like, sending Tyrion down to the crypt. No, no, no. Scariest me. And that last scene of this episode where Tyrion is just staring at all the army, it was the most beautiful and heartbreaking scene ever. So, I'm scared. But at least we know it's finally here. Mm-hmm. Winter yeah. is here. And I just keep telling myself, there's six episodes, so enough people live to make it three more episodes after the next. So, that's that's what I keep telling myself. It really is so crazy. So they can't kill all of the best people in one episode. No. I'm so intrigued what about like what are they gonna do post battle i just i just can't wait because i feel like these first three they're not predictable and that we know all the details but just knowing what they will what will happen in them like yeah, i gotta yeah. do like kind of prepping for war and then war yeah and so 
this like whole just like sweet farewell episode was it's crazy yeah there's a lot of great and it's also crazy that we didn't still not like no one has died yet two episodes in out of six that's pretty crazy it is pretty crazy just one more reason to be so afraid for next week yeah oh also great worm i think he'll die that's another prediction of mine that's my theory too so we have a death pool going at work and some people are very staunchly that Grey Worm will survive and Miss Sandy will live. But I honestly think that Grey Worm is the one well, to I go. I think they're pretty easy characters to kill. I think so, too. And they've made such a big deal about how in love they are. Yeah. But I just wonder if they'll go for... Like, I really think that one will die and one of them will live. Yeah, I agree. But I really we'll see. I really... I have my guess, official guess on my death pool is Grey Worm going. Not that I want it to happen, but... No. But if you had to choose someone, choose Grey Worm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Closing it out, Boyfriend of the Week. You can't choose Gendry again. I know. Even though it's kind <laughs> of like um, this was a really big showcase for him this week. <laughs> we did see a lot more of him than he ever thought we would. Seriously. And I just love how like he's like so afraid of Arya. <laughs> it's amazing. I'll go first. You go first. Um, Lakeith. I think he looked so good in the in that movie. He looked hot. And I was like, oh, do I want to, you to be my boyfriend? You're so cute and fun. He was but a also good boyfriend. I wanted it, but I wanted, like, a little bit more weirdness from him because he's, like, a pretty weird guy. Um, but yeah, he did a really great job, and I loved seeing him play that character. Yeah. Um, okay, my crush of the week I'm going to throw it out to our girl, Arya. I, um, I just found, I actually found her shooting her shot so inspiring. She is just, like, she's just, like, out for blood, and she just is going to do her own thing. Which and... is a little scary, because I don't think she's, like, the smartest or most mature. Yeah, she's very impulsive, but I'm just, she, I found her very inspiring. Okay, this week. Are you going to shoot your shot this week? Um, yeah, because I know so many, so many Gendrys in your life. There's just too many to even choose from. <laughs> but um, maybe I'll look harder. <laughs> or I'll just watch that scene over and over again. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> well, scared for next week. Mm-hmm. But we're all going to live. We'll live. We will. And... We'll be there for each other. We'll be there for all of you mm-hmm. to help cope as support we group. Inevitably, discuss utter heartbreak and devastation next yeah. week. We're all in this together. Exactly. All right. See ya. Oh, I'm just gonna keep.